Welcome to the seven and a half floor of the Merton Flummer Building. As you'll now be spending your workday here, it is important that you learn a bit about the history of this famous floor. Welcome to Malkovich Malkovich Minute Minute, the daily podcast in which we think, we feel, we suffer. And all we ask in return is the opportunity to discuss the film Being John Malkovich one minute at a time. I am your host, Austin Pryor, and joining me once again to finish up the week are the Bat Minute beings, Niall and John. I'm stealing that. The Bat Minute beings. <laughs> we need that. But Niall, write it down. Huh? <laughs> you know, what? Being John Malkovich, minute by minute, you gimmicky bastard, Austin. Yeah, there you go, beings, beings. <laughs> it all ties in. Gimmicky bastard all the way. <laughs> Fucking gimmicks, you know, gives you sweet content. Yeah. You, you need, oh, to, you need yeah. to fill these fucking minutes. <laughs> um, okay, today we are discussing minute five of being John Malkovich. Minute five starts with Craig in bed with the sound of the news report from the following scene and ends one minute later with an intriguing poster for a street performance called Abelard and Heloise. So uh, we're not going to discuss Abelard and Heloise too much today because uh, it co- goes into the next week. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, in in a long tradition of convenient news broadcasts in <laughs> film and television, we have a report about Derek Mantini. Oh, we were just talking about him. <laughs> How strange. Yeah. How could that happen? Because oh. <laughs> the news always covers puppet shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, it being is, a bit mean, it it's not just the, a puppet show. It's not just, just a puppet show. Mm. It is the kind of, on a lighter note, it is the little fun bit at the end of the yeah, news, in fairness. Yeah. And plus, this is yeah. around the time, too. This is the era of um, David Blaine. Where like he would do like yeah. loads of gimmicky crap, and everyone would be like, "Oh, look at this! He's he's standing in in ice for a day or whatever." So it doesn't yeah, surprise me that old. Be, yeah, yeah. Or of course, like as my you first mentioned, ever DVD was David Blaine. <laughs> yeah, with David David Blaine is like the ultimate gimmicky bastard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. David he, he, gimmicky bastard Blaine. But he was like that's that's the, the infuriating thing about him is that like his early stuff when it was just like yeah look I got a deck of cards slams it into a car window and appears the other side. That's it's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Him standing on top of a pole is like I guess that's impressive. But that ain't mm. like you know that ain't doing anything for me. That's not like no. turning a cup of coffee into a cup of coins. Like that. That's <laughs> that's magic. You know, friggin', I can bury myself alive for three days. It's just like, okay, good for you, man. Yeah. It, it is impressive. Like I always found it fascinating and stuff. But yeah, it's a bit less. Uh, it's a bit like a tougher sell. Because how do you yeah. make that into an event? I think that's the problem we ran into eventually. I think it is because like wh- yeah, what's did he sell tickets? Where, where, where's the money angle? Mm. I, I don't know. And he had to get so much like permission from whatever city he's doing the stunt mm. in, and get like it's a lot, as they say. Mm. And what do you do? Like, because the DVD I bought, the first ever DVD, it was David Blaine when he froze himself in ice. Yeah. The first and- DVD you bought was. David Blaine in a block of ice. It was, it was. <laughs> John was like, uh, what? I have to upgrade my technology for this. <laughs> I got a PlayStation 2. It had yeah. a DVD player. And I was like, oh, I can play these new things now. Okay, I'll go out and uh, buy something interesting. And I was like, oh, there's that David Blaine wow. guy off the TV. I'll buy that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 
What was what was your first DVD, Niall? Let's go down that road. My, my first DVD, it, it just make, it sounds as if I'm making it up, but it was um, the DVD of True Romance. The uh, you know, oh that, great, that's too good. So yeah, yeah, yeah I was already a big fan of it, and I was just like, I, I think around the time I got a DVD player, they released like the two disc special edition. I was like, yeah, all right, here that. we go. This is my first DVD, I guess. Yeah, so so this is this news report about Derek Mantini. Do you get the impression that Derek Mantini is famous in this world, in the world of this movie? I get the impression he's maybe he's known, but mm-hmm. a lot of people probably don't care. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Like, oh, oh it's that guy. I've I've heard the name. Mm. <laughs> it seems like you do see yeah. a a crowd of what four people <laughs> or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So. Well, get a nice niche. As cool as a giant crowd. puppet is, it's weird and niche mm. and like oh, know, sounds, uh, even the giants in Liverpool. I went to see them and then I was like, okay, I've seen was, those. The thing is, though, John, <laughs> everybody went to see them, so that is you was even if he was doing this, the crowd would be huge in theory. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I guess even if it's just like oh, it's a weird thing. Some guys doing a friggin' production. He's got a giant Emily Dickinson puppet. <laughs> it's <laughs> something you don't see every day, so you'll go and have a gawk. Yeah, I'll tell you what as well, the puppet looks to me i don't know whether this is just like a scottish grandma thing right but me me grandma <laughs> she'd have one of these looking things over a toilet roll oh yes i know those things it, it yeah a big giant absolutely <laughs> that is spot on for that shape yeah and i, I never understood that this this looks like it's, maybe <laughs> it's based it on the clothes now. from from emily dickinson's time <laughs> I think, I, I think it is. Um, I think they both are based on the old dresses that had the kind of, you know, bones in them and yeah. you know, had that structure that way. Yeah. <laughs> Should also mention, though, if, if anyone ever listens to the Batman, it will know uh, we have a habit on there of like just making everything has to, everything has to connect to, to something else. So uh, it should be noted that Emily Dickinson was played in a movie, uh, Wild Nights with Emily by Molly Shannon who was in Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz and Serendipity with John Cusack. Nice. Written in the stars. Well, I've got some strange connections uh, along those lines because this, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the works of Emily Dickinson. I I wasn't, uh, so I looked Mm -hmm. up some things. Um, the Bell of Amherst is is what Emily Dickinson is performing here, is what the puppet is performing. That is a play. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, have you heard of this? Do you know this? Have you heard about this? this? <laughs> I've heard the name of this, yeah. but I don't know anything about it. Okay, well, it's a play that came out in uh, 1976 originally on Broadway, written by uh, William Luce. And it's uh, it's a one-woman show, um, and it's the life of Emily Dickinson as brought to life through her poems letters and uh, and notes and diary entries and whatever directed by a guy called Charles Nelson Riley and there's a lot of Charles Nelson Riley references in the script and mm. I don't understand them and I, I'm going to have to do some more research does the name Charles Nelson Riley mean, mean anything to either no, of you? No, not at all <laughs> Okay It's another one of those that sounds familiar and I don't it know why It sounds like we've heard it Yeah, yeah um, So I'm going to go back to the script now for a moment. So, so the the TV announcer it's, it goes on a little longer in the, in the script. So the the crowd is enthralled as Derek Mantini, arguably the greatest puppeteer in the history of the world, performs the Bell of Amherst with his 50 foot Emily Dickinson puppet, directed by the inimitable Charles Nelson Riley. 
and then the screen direction says Charles Nelson Riley floats by in a hot air balloon, <laughs> and um, and Charles Nelson Riley is saying, "Beautiful, beautiful, nyong nyong, nyong okay. nyong." I is, don't know what that is. Is that like a sound he used to make? It, it must it? be a sound he used to make. Like and I, but I looked up. I looked up Charles Nelson Riley, nyong nyong. I got nothing. So <laughs> if anybody listening knows about Charles Nelson Riley, knows what that's a reference to. Um, Austin at MalkovichMinute.net is the email, or you can catch me on those stupid social media if you have to. Um, so, yeah, and then Craig says Gimmicky Bastard. So, it, I mean, it plays out pretty similarly, but it's, um, it, it, it's just, it goes into this specific, but also, like, if you think about that, again, from this puppets controlling puppets, this is Charles Nelson Riley is um, directing the play, but Derek Mantini, as we see in the minute, can't really operate the puppet. It's not a one man job. No. So, so he has to have a team. So, so uh, he's being directed by Charles Nelson Riley in the script, but he would naturally have to himself direct his assistants. And they would operate the puppet, and the puppet is performing uh, Emily Dickinson. But the thing <laughs> is, it's a one-woman show, and in that show, the the one actor who's on stage plays fifteen parts. Oh and now God. this Emily Dickinson <laughs> role is going to play fifteen different people. This this sixty-foot puppet is going to perform not a poem, as I always took this this <laughs> scene to mean, but a full play i don't know if it's a one act or two act or what but it's a it's a substantial play well, um, the thing too is is derek mantini then doing her doing the elmily dickinson voice or does he have an actress in to do the, that the, sounds the vocals for pre-recorded it? or it's well it's it's certainly a woman's voice um uh well i shouldn't say certainly what what am i saying um it's a it's feminine a, voice it's a feminine voice that's what we say i don't think it is mantini's voice i don't think we're meant to think it is um and it sounds like maybe it's pre-recorded i just say that because i don't see anybody performing it there and i th- i also love how derek mantini the way the way he as you said is directing what the assistants yes. are doing because he's doing it almost like a um a conductor he's moving his hands like a conductor because yeah. to him this is this is art this you is know? high art and he is yeah and they're all and you just know from the setup that if you talked to any of those assistants, they would go, "He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. He's a genius." I'll just look He's at the, the greatest that, living. That person. little like the the banner he has in front of him too is like, "Oh, it's so pretentious." Just it's amazing. Of like, the image of his face with a hand yeah. and a little puppetly kind of pose. It's like, "Oh my god, this it's guy." <laughs> I love uh, him. Yeah, and sadly, that's all we get of Mantini in the movie. But there's uh, there's more to come in mm. in. Um, in the script, so yeah. uh, so stay tuned, kids. Although should uh, is, oh sorry, go ahead, John. That is my only minor criticism, I think, really, of the film is I would like even more of him. You could yeah, have I mean, scene after it, scene of Mantini, <laughs> but it does seem, yeah, just from a screenwriting point of view, it's kind of Chekhov's puppeteer uh, <laughs> that that he is he's set up and he's not paid off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, so it's kind of uh, you could argue that it's a flaw, but I think it just it establishes that that that's who Craig is comparing himself to, and that's part of what's driving him 
and mm. um, you know he immediately compares himself the great Mantini doesn't need a day job um, not everybody can be Derek Mantini you know <laughs> so um, yeah so it's it it does it definitely does something it propels the story along mm. should also note though saying that you know, in him being um, you know not utilized enough in the movie they did get in a pretty good actor to play him because the yes they got Ned Bellamy yeah the great Ned Bellamy it's like if you You've you've seen this guy and stuff. He's been around like, yeah. a lot. And, okay, uh, so you know a bit about Ned Bellamy, do you? Oh yeah, I know. Like uh, he, he he's a guy. As soon as I see him and things, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Like he's been in um, most notably, actually. Uh, well, two things I distinctly know him from. Yeah, is a uh, episode of Seinfeld he was in. Eddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was promoted by Elaine uh, because like she was mm-hmm. going to fire him, but he showed up and he was wearing like army fit like sleeveless army fatigues and just look like a nut yeah, job yeah. so she's like i just promoted him up to <laughs> out of fear and then he was like writing it was a like copywriting for like a, like a woman's wear magazine and was writing things like you know it's it's hard to keep your feet dry when you're, you're kicking in a skull and things like that whoa <laughs> so then she ends up promoting him again just to get him out of there <laughs> he ends up like the head of the company at one point okay i need to be doing this at work i need to be threatening and uh, the, yeah. other, the other thing, and it, this was a beautiful bit of uh, my favorite thing to do on Batman, at the everything's connected. Uh, because mm. you you do know this guy, John, because uh, in Ed Wood, when, after Bella Lugosi dies, you remember Ed Wood's like, oh, how am I going to finish the movie? And he catches uh, a glimpse <laughs> of his, his chiropractor and he puts like, oh, put up the, the, the cape up to his face. That looks like Bella Lugosi. He hires, so he hires that guy <laughs> to fill out Bella Lugosi's part in, in the movie. And... The th- the thing is, you know, um, obviously that would be that movie being Plan Nine from Outer Space, and that ca- like that that man in real life was Doctor Tom Mason, who was in that movie with Vampira, and Vampira used to use the Adagio movement from that Bartok piece uh, yes. in her show. So Jesus Christ, nice. there you go. Everything <laughs> is connected. Oh okay, well, I, there's more Ned Bellamy rabbit hole to dig down. I did not get that Vampira connection. Um, I didn't go down the Ed Wood uh, uh, rabbit hole. That's great. Uh. So I just looked through his IMDb and I saw him in. Uh, I just find a good way if I'm trying to remember what somebody was in is to not look down the list, but look through their photos, you know, the, all the mm. set photos and all that. So I just noticed he was in a lot of photos with uh, John Cusack and he's in a lot of the same films. And then I thought, is he just kind of a mate of Cusack's who he brings on to, for small roles and stuff? But it's actually he's much better than that. He's he, he there is a specific connection here. So Ooh. Ned Bellamy um, back in 1981 founded uh, a group called the Actors Gang with Tim Robbins and some other actors. And uh, they started a nonprofit kind of um, I think quite political and radical kind of uh, group that would do theater happenings and, uh, you know, be very yeah just just uh, kind of edgy as is the impression i get but very um focused on uh charity work you know and um yeah so so over the years the people that have been through that um through 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 that group are people like jack black john c Riley, helen hunt uh jeremy piven uh, uh john favreau and john cusack yeah oh my god 
so there's a real uh, real connection going back there yeah which i i never knew about this it, it looks like a really influential kind of um you know hit factory kind of thing you know yeah, he's mm. an important guy then yeah 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 one of the founding members of this thing that i've suddenly found out about that's really <laughs> important you always do wonder in those scenarios though is, is, is that guy sitting back looking at tim robbins <laughs> much like craig swartz is looking at tim Absolutely. robbins and john cusack yeah, been yeah. like those assholes. Why? Why them yeah. and not me? Those, those gimmicky <laughs> bastards. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it looks like you know. I think from looking at his IMDb, I think p- people like people like the Ned Bellamy's of the world are are the smart people in Hollywood. They don't get hassled in the street. They mm-hmm. get nice, solid living. He's able to, you know be an actor and make his money that way and uh, I, I'm sure he's been he's been involved in so many interesting films that I'm sure he must find it you know creatively satisfying as well so you know that's yep. the Ned Bellamy's of this world are the smart ones you know he's the real winner to me because that's exactly. what you want you want to be famous to film people yes you don't want to be yeah. famous to the public mm. yeah <laughs> to the great unwashed <laughs> apparently too as well like you know, in the um the, the the great shot close up shot of uh, Derek uh, Mantini towards the end. I think they yeah. said that it's supposed to be Spike Jones himself is the guy in the background. It's like oh, is that Spike Jones? He's got is sunglasses it? on. Yeah, but then- I I had heard that and I always thought watching the movie that I recognized Spike Jones in it, and then I watched it again. I'm like that ain't I don't I don't see nothing of Spike Jones. No, there. I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, and I just had a a false memory of that it was. I just remember this kind of grainy footage and it being quite obviously him, but it's, uh, yeah. I will say too, just in general, it's like I, I'm torn on Spike Jones because I'm so intensely jealous of him because <laughs> everything about that guy is so cool. Like yeah. he's just like, oh yeah, I used to, I used to direct like skateboarding documentaries. Yeah, and then yeah. Sonic Youth asked me to direct a music video. And I used to be married to Sofia Coppola, so I was in the Coppola <laughs> dynasty for a while. And then I dated Karen O and Rinko Kikuchi and, you know, all these people. It's just like, screw you, man. Controversial. <laughs> Living the dream. He is. Yeah. He is just like everything he's doing is like, I wish I was this man. <laughs> but and you're sitting on the couch saying, gimmicky bastard just like, oh. oh put yourself in a dance around a bowling alley and make it a music video for fat boy slim you piece of crap. yeah <laughs> yeah he's had an interesting career but you don't you don't hear from him as much these days and mm. the name that everybody says when you talk about being john malkovich weirdly isn't spike Jones. i mean people you know he comes up he directed the darn thing mm. but it's a very writer's very much a writer's movie and it's really odd for that that's that's a that doesn't mm. happen yeah you know? that's that, so like, weird because oh, the charlie in, in comparison, yeah yeah it's like going into eternal sunshine then it's like oh that's a michelle gondry movie i know charlie Kaufman yeah. wrote that but it's like it's yes. got the visual flourish of michelle gondry mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. over the goddamn thing yeah i think maybe because um Jones elected to, which I think was the right decision, make the make the film very grounded and naturalistic and a muted color palette, and it didn't and and didn't go flashy. He definitely does some crazy stuff visually at times <laughs> in the movie, but it's far set pieces. But it's you don't you don't come out of that movie saying the cinematography or the <laughs> the you know the direction. I could you know what I mean. You you don't. Um, 
it's it's kind of it's all downplayed and, mm, yeah. and we're like we were talking about before with the the, the jokey zany humor in it is like it, it instead of emphasizing that they gave it a counterpoint mm. um because you know this kind of the tone of the movie is strange you start off with this you know p- puppet show and then you have these <laughs> weird things of of animals everywhere and a kind of another bizarre joke about a 60 foot emily dickinson model but then with uh, puppet but then you go to uh seven and a half floor and you're into much zanier <laughs> kind of writing and you're into like yeah florist not being able to understand and 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 uh just dr lester's general weirdness <laughs> oh hell and, yeah and it's um it's a different kind of weirdness. It gets much more zany, but because we're grounded in this world, um, and the tone is established, we we go with it, or hopefully we go with it. Yeah, I well, do. we we are in the you know the the character's shoes. We are like, what the hell? Mm. Yeah, and he is like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. He's reacting to it as well. So yeah, uh, yeah he's our window on this weird world. Mm. I, I actually, it's one of those things, right? I know that he directs it. But I do always forget Spike Jones. I just think of Kaufman, and yeah. every time I put it on, it's like a reminder. Like, oh yeah, it's Spike Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to relearn it each time I watch the movie. But it is so weird to look at his IMDb in the director segment. It's because he, they blow up all his music videos, so you only see like three or four features peppered throughout. And you're like, oh, that's, that's weird. He's, he's much more of a music video director guy. Like that's his, that's. Uh, yeah, but I think he, I think he only has done four features. Yeah, well, that, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Though. Just, just yeah, see it in yeah. that context. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, I guess I that is yeah, that's yeah. the guy's, you know, that is his body of work. Like, he, you know, if he's going to be remembered for anything, at the end, it might end up being like, oh, music, acclaimed music video director, Spike Jones, mm. also made a few features. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the few people who's uh, gone from music videos to film and it not be stupidly crap. Mm. <laughs> a lot of them just, it's all it visual. Work. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, yeah, then you get like the odd like David Fincher and the and the likes are like, oh, yeah, this guy, yeah. this guy seems to know what he's up to. But when they pull it off, it, yeah, it, it's really good. A lot of the time, like, uh, can I can I go to the bottom of the barrel for an example? Wasn't uh, Vanilla Ice's Cool as Ice by a music video director? <laughs> wow, I'm ninety percent. Didn't they, wasn't it someone who just did like? It was David Fincher directed that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> David Fincher is cool as ice. He's just like, you know, I, I, he's not as ashamed as as he is of Alien 3. He's like, I had creative control over cool as ice. I didn't. I lost creative control over Alien 3. I, I genuinely was considering a cool as ice minute. <laughs> but I don't know. But what is cool as ice? Oh, oh that's the, uh, it's the vanilla ice movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, it's um, it's astonishing. It's just a music video for like an hour and a half. Yeah. It's, oh, that sounds real bad. It is. It it's, is. It's, it's just great. like it's basically like <laughs> Vanilla Ice comes into a small town and he's just being excessively Vanilla Ice and he's like really abusive right. to people and stuff. But they all love him because he's so cool. And then he has that <laughs> yeah. business where we're like, there's a girl who keeps fighting with him, and then of course it turns out they actually like each other and all Ooh. this. Good. But uh, yeah, look it up here. Uh, directed by David Kellogg, who have no idea who that man is. <laughs> You're probably going to ruin my thing. I thought it was a music video guy. It might be. But yeah, <laughs> going on David Kellogg's IMDb, 136 directorial credits. Oh. Uh, majoritively for adverts, but it's all just seeing the titles. It's like Dr. Pe- Pepper, Anthem, 
Carlsberg, <laughs> down with the president. Budweiser, genie, <laughs> and things like this. Down apparently, with the president. His, his only other uh, feature film was the Inspector Gadget movie. So, oh, that, uh, that killed it then. Yeah, that, that did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, Spike Jones was uh, from a similar world, you know, music videos and things similar to mm-hmm. adverts. And I'm sure he did some music videos, I'm sure of it. But actually had artistic vision. Mm. Big difference. That's why I suppose you get an invite from, uh, who, who were we saying before, Sonic Youth? Was it? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like y- you don't get Sonic Youth asking you to do a, a video for no reason. Oh, yeah. apparently this guy had a he he did direct music videos. He did one for uh, my favorite E. G. Daily uh, from yeah. uh, you know Pee Wee's Big Adventure and whatnot. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Vindicated, John. Okay. Anything else for minute five? I have another bit here at the end that kills me. Every time when he says that, you know, he he's not uh, I can't remember the exact wording on the start of it, but he they won't allow him. Yeah. To mm. be Mantini. Yeah. It's like they won't allow it because I raise issues. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, sure you do. With your so he doesn't go for yeah. your, your mainstream, you know, safe pup- <laughs> puppet shows like <laughs> the Bell of Amthers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just going to, that's for the masses. That, that's nonsense. <laughs> I do the real deal. <laughs> I'm hardcore. I'm punk. He's, he says, um, you're lucky you're a monkey. Because consciousness, consciousness. <laughs> is a terrible curse. I think... I feel, I suffer, and all I ask in return is the opportunity to do my work. And they won't, they allow, won't it. allow it <laughs> because I, I raise, raise issues. issues. <laughs> they, yeah, and he points at the screen. I never noticed that before. He points at the screen, and they won't allow it. And like. So maybe he is saying that yeah. he won't allow it. I, I think he means um, society. Oh, I think society he means the, the plebs. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, the, yeah. the, the proletariat, or yeah. even the the establishment one. The establishment, yeah. yeah, yeah, big big puppet. Because yeah. yeah, big big puppet. They're, they're a very <laughs> powerful lobby. <laughs> but the, the, they don't the, the, want the issues raised. They want to keep it safe. They want to keep yeah. people just you bombs know, in seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neuter the populace. Mm. the thing is though like things he's mentioning as well though are like it it makes makes you think throughout the movie though because he's talking about the consciousness mm-hmm. and it's like well yeah he is going inside the heads of other of another guy so you're kind of going well it is the consciousness that is it a spirit is it yeah. you know what what are we if not electrons and all this kind of thing so um, you start pondering things like is that malkovich you know? malkovich am i me yeah, mm-hmm. can you see what a metaphysical can of worms yeah. this portal is <laughs> exactly see, when, yeah, he's, so. when he says that you know people think he's weird or crazy yeah but i'm sat there thinking no he's he's right listen to this guy yeah. <laughs> this is an important I mean, thing to consider I would, I would have more yeah i mean there are so many questions about the, the portal and the way we're, we'll look we'll get to all that <laughs> and my main uh my main thing on that is what are the rules yeah but <laughs> um, in, in a way that's the best thing right you, you're going to spend a great amount of time coming yeah. up with your ideas, speculating, etc. Mm-hmm. But I love that you get very little information in the movie. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. the right decision. And it was it was something that kind of threw me when I was first watching, watching it. I was like, everyone goes through the motions of saying, that's impossible. You can't, you can't have a portal. It's, it's weird. It's crazy. But they kind of get over it pretty fucking quick <laughs> so that the movie can keep going, which I am... 
100% in support of but I couldn't I couldn't write it like that I couldn't think that way I would have uh, to be like no we plod plod and, and get same you know mm. yeah so I do love it's like so, when Malkovich himself shows up and he's just like asking the queue like what what is this for he's <laughs> like well, if you, you know if you get in there there's the portal inside John Malkovich's head <laughs> you get to be him for 15 minutes <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just some random guy standing like okay yeah haven't you heard you know that sounds yeah, perfectly yeah. normal yeah yeah, yeah. All right, folks. Thanks so much to Niall and to John for uh, being with me on this uh, this first week of Malkovich, Malkovich, Minute Minute, which I haven't got sick of saying yet. <laughs> but uh, you will <laughs> give give it 113 episodes and see where I am. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been great having you. Oh, um, thank you for any, having any us. Any parting thoughts? Just thank thank you for having us. This is a wonderful show. And it's a wonderful movie that I already loved, but it was a, a pleasure to revisit for the first mm. time in a while. It's a, it's a masterpiece. Every time I watch it, I just like it more and more and more. I think it improves with every watch. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's, it's definitely one that's, uh, as time goes on and culture shifts, it's, it's interesting yeah. to view it through a modern prism, basically, as well. Because, you know, as mentioned earlier in the week and stuff, too, it's like, oh, you know, so many elements of, like, Craig's entitlement and things like this, you know, as, mm-hmm. as a person, and like, oh, how that's reflected. Jack, your privilege, Craig. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, this is it's it, it's standing up that you know it stands the test of time. This movie, in some in some regards, so, I think so, very yeah. much so, very much. And I am looking forward to um, not leaving the tunnel this time and getting stuck in your head, Austin, and looking out through your eyes for all eternity. <laughs> oh, that's that's not creepy at all. <laughs> I, yeah, that's uh, very complimentary. Uh, but sadly, ejected from this place, yeah. you will be. No. It's been great having you, but uh, our time is at an end. 